Blog Talk Radio.
scripture for what I will be sharing with you all on tonight. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And that's the foundation scripture for the ministry of Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. The next two scriptures we will be sharing will be, let's start off with Isaiah 46 and 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. That's what God said to us. Mm. The other scripture that I'm going to share is Deuteronomy 32 and 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. So I said all that to say this. We're going to remember some things on tonight, okay? We're going to work our way up to 2022. But before we get started, let's pray. Father God, we come to you on tonight, God, with an open heart, open mind. God, we come to you asking you to take us back where we can look back over our lives and see what you have done. Where we can look back over our lives and give you the honor, the praise, and the glory for the things you have done. God, when we look back over our lives, we want to be able to say, God, I thank you for everything you've done. Because some are going to remember and some are going to say, I heard about that. And some are going to say, I don't believe it or whatever. But, God, I just ask you to open up our hearts and our minds that we hear what you're saying to the body of Christ on tonight. God, keep me on point. Don't let me ramble or go off course. God, keep me on point because this is for your glory. Every day is for your glory. But, God, tonight I'm asking you to keep me on point. Give the people a desire to want to hear what you're saying, God, whether they're listening or looking in on live or they look at a listening in on the replay. For God, your word will stand, and forevermore will your word be where we can depend on it, because we trust you in everything and all things, and we just trust and love you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So those scriptures that I read, 46, chapter of Isaiah, again says, remember the former things, of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. There's none like God. Mm. Deuteronomy 32 and 7, remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. So me and Margo, as I say, Minister Margo was talking, and we was talking about being grateful and thankful and how good God was. And and she said to me, she said, Renee, 
We are two generations away. And I began to listen to her as she began to speak to me, and I began to remember. We were talking about our grandparents, and I said to her, I said, Margot, I never met our grandmother because when I was born, it was the year she passed away. I said, but I did meet Pawpaw, and Pawpaw was telling me about how he owned a store, and he was sharing other things with me about his life. And I said, I wish I had a new who my grandmother was. I wish I had a met her. And Margot, I could hear the excitement in her voice when she began to tell me things about our grandmother, and I began to smile and say, wow. I began to share with her about when we used to go down south. Our, my, our family is from East Money, Mississippi. And I said, I remember going down south, and I remember going into our grandparents' house. Like I said, I knew my grandfather. We called him Papa. And I remember going into the house. It was a nice-sized farm. Oh, and, uh, either I was just too little, but it was a nice-sized farm. And I remember there was oil lamp. And I remember um, an outhouse. That's what I remember. I remember how happy my mom was to be back home. And I remember her driving down the dirt road following my uncle, <coughs> which is Margot's father, my uncle George. And he was driving in front of her. And I remember all the dirt in the air because it took a dirt road to get to our grandfather's house. And how fast my mom was driving. And I was like, Mom, why are you driving so fast? You, I can't see. Can you see? She said, Baby, I know these back roads like the back of my hand. Because she remembered the things of old. Now, once we got there, I remember I had to use the washroom. <laughs> And I was looking for the washroom. I said, Mama, where the bathroom at? She said, out back. I'm looking to go to the back of the house. She said, no, no, baby, out back. That's when I first realized we were not in the city, as they say. Dorothy, you weren't in Kansas no more. So I began to say, wow. I remember going into town and, even at that time in the 60s, things were different from in the city. It was still certain things you couldn't say. Mm-hmm. It was certain things you couldn't do, even then, because in our minds as people, I don't want to just say black people, in our minds we were free, but it was still an order of, I'm trying to think of the right word. It was still a way things was. And me being the type of kid I was, my mom kept me close to her so she could keep an eye on this here, the top one and the bottom one, to keep them shut so the wrong thing wouldn't come out. 
so my mom and her best friend and her purse didn't have to act up. I remember. I remember my cousins uh, lived, they had home, a trailer, and I remember them telling us about the tornado that wiped everything away. I remember my grandfather and them having a lot of property. I don't remember exactly what was on the property except livestock. Because I was a kid, I couldn't understand, or maybe I didn't want to. Because I was a kid, I thought about kid things, you know, playing, having fun. But I remember walking through the field to go to the um, house to see our cousins because the one that was close to our age, his name was Frank, and we was I wanted to go over there and play with Frank, but I found out something, y'all. Back then, we had what they called chores. Mm. And the kids said, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and they did their chores. We couldn't play with Frank till after Frank did, did his chores, which was men the cows. He had to take them in the field and let them do what cows do, and he had to bring them back. And I thought that was such an awesome thing. I was like, cow, you what? All we knew about cows was in the city where we had the little toys. You pull the string and the cows say, move. That's all. I'm just being honest. I'm talking about the things I remember. I remember when we would go see my dad's people down in Toledo, Ohio. It sounds like, huh? My granddad, my granddaddy had a, a house off the road, Pennsylvania Road. And I didn't get a chance to meet my dad's mother either because she had also passed away before I was born or right before, right after I was born. I'm not for sure. But I didn't get a chance to meet his mom, but I met his father, my granddad, London. So I remember... Um, that house we used to go over to, and we would uh, go over there and play with our cousins, the Marses. That was my Aunt Frawley's children. It was a lot of, she had a lot of kids, about 10 of them, nine girls and a boy. And we would go over there, and we would play baseball. We had fun just us because my dad's side had, um, sisters and brothers had children, me and my sister Cecilia's age. And um, I remember going over there, and I'm going to tell on myself in a little bit, okay, I wasn't always saved, okay, but thank God, thank God, thank God, that's all, I, that's all I'm going to say right now, thank God. I remember um, going over there, and they decided they was going to show us where we were going to sleep at. Now, mind you, we from the city, so we got running water. We got light switches you could turn the light on and off, and we have uh, in-house plumbing. I'm going to pause right there so y'all can see what, what this got to do with it, right? And we had bunk beds. You know, we were kids, and we wanted bunk beds. We had bunk beds. We had TVs in the house, and uh, we just, I guess you can call us spoiled or whatever, but we had. That's right, Minister Margo. I remember them times. Mm -hmm. And I remember when they told us 
we was going to sleep in this room, and oh, it was a big bed in there. And me, being me, went, ran, and decided I was going to jump on the bed because I figured, you know, the bed was going to go down and bounce up. I jumped on that bed. It was jumping, like jumping on a piece of wood with some cover on it. But see, because we were young and we didn't understand that our parents, our grandparents, had to make beds. Mm. They had to use whatever they could get a hold to to make beds. So that bed had been stuffed and filled and filled and stuffed and stuffed and filled and filled and stuffed. And it was lumpy and bulky and bulky and lumpy, but it was a bed. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, where do we go to use the bathroom? Again, out back. So I said, oh, Lord, we're going to go out back. Show me where the bathroom is at. So we had to walk a little way from the house, and it was a like a shed, a one-space shed, not a room, one-space shed with this hole in the floor with this wooden seat that had a hole in it. And when you open the door, Everything came out of there, like flies and smells that I just wasn't used to. I'm going to speak for myself. And I remember you closed the door, and there was a piece of wood on the door like that long and had a nail in it, but you could turn it where they couldn't open the door from the outside. But you had you had to hold your breath. I remember this. See, I... I'm going into a little detail. I remember this, but you had to take your tissue outside with you, which I didn't know. I had to send one of my cousins in to get the tissue to bring it back. Yeah, it's it's a little deep. But anyway, after that was over, I said, oh, my God. Then we wanted some water. So I went in the house because I saw the sink in the house with the faucet on it and the knobs. Now, I couldn't understand why when I turned the knob on, it wasn't no water. Oh, glad God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. With no water coming out. So the, our step-grandmama said, what's, Val, what you doing? I said, I'm trying to get some water. She said, don't be over there playing with my sink. You know, we I, like I say, we have people from the country, you know. We were city kids, so we didn't have that southern accent, which I always thought was a nice accent. She said, don't be playing with my sink. You want some water? You go on the side of the house to get you some water. So I said, oh, on the side of the house. I figured it was a water hose out there. I'm from the city, okay? But we go to the side of the house, and I'm telling my cousin that went with me, Deborah, Deborah Johnson. I said, Deborah, uh, I want some water. She said, okay, come on, we got a prime. I said, prime? So she gave me a, it was a bucket sitting there with water in a a, a dipper. I said, what's that for? She said, girl, you don't know nothing, do you? And I'm looking at her like, yeah, I know something. We go to the sink. Let's say the sink. We go to the sink, and we turn the water off. <clears throat> if we want some water, we get ice out the refrigerator from the ice trays and get our cold water. She said, hmm, 
We don't do that down here. We don't do that. Anyway, she showed me how to take the water from the dipper and pour it on top of the pump. Yeah, the pump. You know, we had a pump from the ground. And we had to pour the water on there as you pump so it can prime, it make the water comes up. You had to prime it. Like you had to press the water, I don't know, like a suction. I don't know what it's causing for the water to come up. I still don't know to this day. But one thing I would tell you is when that water came up, it was two things happened. That was the clearest, coldest water I ever tasted or seen. Well water is so light. It tastes so good. There was no aftertaste in it. You would just drink so much you wouldn't even realize when you get filled. And I remember the grandmother saying to us, our grandmother say, don't be drinking all that water because you're going to have to be paying. You ain't going to be paying all night long because that water, you ain't going to have enough sense to know you were failed. I didn't know what she meant by that till later on that night. So later on that night, it got dark. I want to tell you all, we're in the country now. It was one thing I had never seen was stars that bright until we went to the country because it was so dark. I mean, even when we had went to Mississippi because my my papa's land, I remember trees, but our mom wouldn't let us go out at night so much because the way it was built and they had the white rocks out there, we had to find out what the meaning of the white rocks was. So I'll get back to that. But we primed that pump, and I drunk so much water when it was time to go to bed once it got dark. I got to use the bathroom. She told me to go in there and use that bucket, slop bucket. I said, bucket? Mm. What's a slop bucket? So I found out at night you use the bucket if you had to use the bathroom. You set it by your bed, and in the morning you had to get up and pull that out clean it out, and put it back where you got it from to prepare for that night. This was an everyday thing. And I was like, I couldn't do that. But because I was from the city, and I guess we were considered as spoiled kids, no, I couldn't do it because that wasn't what we were used to. And I said all that to say this. When you think about, as Minister Margot said, which is, two generations away. We don't even realize we ain't always have running water. We didn't always have indoor plumbing and where we can go to the bathroom and take a hot bath and take a hot shower, where we can use the washroom and flush the toilet. We didn't always have that. When we were kids and we went to our grandparents' house, they had these tin tank buckets, uh, foot tubs, we call them, but they were like six by six feet long, and they would have to warm up the water on a wood-burning stove that they also cooked on, also warmed the house. Um, we didn't have washers and dryers all the time um, that we can use to wash our clothes. I remember the washboard. See, some of y'all may not remember that. I remember the washboards that we used to wash our clothes on and 
uh, our grandparents and our mom uh, putting starch or whatever they did, they, they, the solution they made on the collars of the white shirts or any color shirts and used a brush to clean it and used that washboard. And I remember that. <clears throat> I remember hanging the clothes on the clothesline to dry. Mm. I remember them using a iron over the little iron over the fire, iron hot, so they could iron their clothes. I remember them mix, mixing the starch with the water so they can make the, the crease. I remember them going to the uh, barn to get the eggs for the eggs, to make eggs. I remember my granddaddy, my papa, my mom's dad, going to the smokehouse to get some meat out of there, whether you want a ham or bacon, and they would slice it, and they would hang it back in there. I remember that. I remember how when it rained, the rain used to hit on the tin roof, and it, it, I, I grew up learning to love that sound of the rain beating against the roof. It was a song once made, I remember the rain against my window. Mm. I remember how when they would cook the breakfast back in them days. Ah, somebody better hear me. The way the food smelled. Mm. I remember the first time my granddaddy told me to go to the barn and get some eggs with my cousin. I thought something was wrong with the eggs because they were brown and pink and had spots on it. And she was like, no, these fresh eggs. I said, no, them eggs rotten because they wouldn't white. Mm. See, I didn't know no better then. I remember watching my mom and my aunties um, make homemade ice cream. I remember that. I remember sitting on our front porch when we did come to the city, when we was in the city, I remember us falling asleep on the front porch uh, as my sister apostle, Dr. Elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser say, Renee, you remember we didn't have no locks on our doors. Mm. But nobody kicked in our doors or walked in our house. I remember we would leave our windows open all night long and then nobody crawl in. See, I remember that. I remember when the meat man would walk down the street and holler, um, a, you know, meat man, meat man, however they would say it. And, and our parents, and they would buy the meat from the people walking down the street. How they kept their meat fresh, I don't know. But I remember that. I remember how they would walk down the street with their trucks. That, uh, look, they had old raggedy cars or trucks or a wagon. They would sell fruit out of or they would sell uh Wallet melon. I remember our mom taking us to apple patches. They do it for kids sometimes now, what they did when we were children, take you out there for field trips. But that was how we got our apples. And, or we went out there and uh, picked peas, you know, the, the, uh, snap the peas off the, and, and it's called snap peas. I remember how my mom 
and my Uncle George and Uncle Isaiah and Uncle Ebay and my Aunt Sweetie and my Aunt Baby Sister, my Aunt Catherine. I remember how they would take meat and grind it up in a grinder and uh, put it in sleeves to make sausage or they make ground beef. Or I remember how they made hogshead cheese from scratch. I remember how we had to clean out the chillings. Hmm. Yeah, Mr. Minister Margo, we're grateful and original entrepreneurs. They were. They taught us how to clean the chillings, the intestines out, but we would have to pour water in them and clean them out, just swish them from side to side. May have to do that eight, nine times before the inside will let go. And what came out of it is I, I can't even explain it to you if I tried to mention it. But we would have to do that I don't know how many times. But before we did that, they had to clean that mucus off the the antenna. I remember that. I remember coming home and seeing some black in the sink to find out there was a coon. I remember not being able to go to the store and buy the stuff we want now. And when we did, it was every now and then. But you had to be on a certain level of income to get food stamps. Uh, some of y'all don't know about them big, that play, they play money that looks funny, where people was embarrassed to say they was on public aid. I remember how we used to get in a cheese line. The best cheese in the world was that government cheese. That that block of cheese was about that thick. Maybe I'm gonna do it this way so you can see that long. Mm. I remember that old, as my parents used to call it, rag ragly rag baloney. That baloney that you got in the government cheese line. It was like that thick. You could use it as a, a beater beat somebody with, but you had to cut it. And I remember when they would fry it. I remember having to wait till our parents would say something. I would put it like this. We would have to say, excuse me, and wait till our parents said something before we could speak to them because we had manners. We were taught to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. And when you walked past them, you had to say, excuse me. I don't care if 15 people were sitting there. Each one of you had to say, excuse me, too. I remember when we had to show respect when we walked into a room. If I walked into a room and you all were sitting there, you all didn't speak first. I did. Because I was coming in on the time you was already there occupied. I remember those things. And when you sit back and you look and think about it, you say, God, I think about how far you have brought us. I remember every place we wanted to go, we had to catch the bus. See, most kids nowadays, which is 10 minutes mark, we had to give respect to get respect. Respect wasn't earned. You had to give it. You had to respect older people whether they respected you. I remember it took a village to raise a child. You better not say something to Miss Franklin, Miss Jones, Miss Smith, or Miss Robinson. 
Miss Johnson or who everybody else. You better not have said nothing smart to them because they would tell your mama. If an old person saw you doing something, they said something to you, your mama or your daddy are both going to say something to you because you know what? I found out. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of times parents want to say that my child didn't do that. Stop. Stop. First of all, when somebody tells you something about your child, stop and think. You know if your child did that. If somebody told my mom I said something, I did something, you know what she said? Yes, she did. Because, see, my mama knew me. This right here, problem with saying shit. Mm. Y'all been seeing the little uh, videos of, about Paris and London? Uh-huh. I was London. Sister. <laughs> Paris. <laughs> no, I wasn't London. I was her sister, Paris. Minister Margo on here, my sister. Uh, possibly let could tell you, I was Paris, and it was always about protecting my sister, which I did, but I was Paris. I was going to tell you how I felt, and I meant it. And this thing kept me in trouble in school, in church, in the streets, in the neighborhood, and just wherever I was in, this was in it. It kept me in trouble. So when Somebody told my mom I said something or I did something. She listened to what they had to say, and she knew if I did it or not. Don't get so caught up about your children saying what they didn't do because, see, what's going to happen is when they get older, I live to learn this, they will embarrass you. Now, I know some of you already get mad at me and say whatever, but one thing I loved about my mom was she was my mother. She waited till I got grown and on my own to become my friend. Because my dad used to always say, I don't play with children because they're like puppies. You play with them, play with them, and you get tired, they don't want to stop. You tell them to sit down and push them away, they'll keep coming back looking you in your face and tell you have to just slap them down for them to know I'm tired of playing with you. I'm not playing with you no more. So when you get to the point, you can't recognize your child in somebody's conversation. There's a problem. But at the same time, you've got to sit down and talk to your children. Because if you ask me, did you say that? I'm going to be like Paris. Yes, I did. And I meant it. And I'll tell her again, she stank. Get out my face. You know, and I'm saying that to say, when we think about things we remember, we got to be honest about what you remember. I remember that it took a village, like I said earlier, it took a village to raise a child. But I remember everybody in that village worked together. I remember that they would sell chicken dinners, fish dinners, and other kind of dinners, a bake sale, to raise money for events, or to help a family member or someone out. I remember that. I remember them having rent parties. Uh. Mm. I remember the rent parties. I remember them saying, you know what? The devil don't want me to talk about this because he keeps trying to block the video. 
God, I ask you not to block, let them block the line. God, bring this video back on. Don't let the enemy get victory over this video, this broadcast live, God. Let it go through. I thank God for everything he's doing. I thank God for everything he's going to do. I'm going to relocate my camera to see if that's going to be any better. But the enemy don't want us to talk tonight about the program of remember what God has done for us. Remember how far God has brought us from. Even though Facebook is buffering and doing different things, blog talk, I'm going to keep going. God is so good. When I sit back and think about everything that I've been through in life, everything that my family has been through in life, everything we have dealt with in life, when I think about what God has done for us, when I think about how far God has brought us, I can't do anything but say, God, thank you. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for keeping me in spite of myself. God, I thank you for delivering me. I thank you for bringing me out. I thank you for being my God. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for not letting me get caught up in myself because we can be so caught up in thinking what we're doing is right. We forget that God is God. We forget that God is a healer. We forget that God is our deliverer. We forget that if God didn't do it, it won't be done. We forget that God is the God of everything. The Word says he is our God and there's nothing like him. That's what the Word said. I'll read it to you again. 46 of Isaiah, chapter 46 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. When when God tells you there's none like him, you better believe that there's none like God. God is such an awesome God. When I think about we had both our parents, and I praise God for that. When I think about my mom and dad both work, and I think about I can honestly say, our lights was never turned off. Our gas was never turned off. Our phone was never turned off. Whenever me and my sister, Cecilia, or Sheila, any of us uh, had something going on, family members, I remember my mom saying to us one time, because we had a lot of family members come through our house that lived with us because they went to school here or whatever, my mom, we were children. We was like, Ma, we want to have you to ourselves. She said God gave her so much love that it was enough love for everybody, for everybody else including us. We never felt unwanted. We never felt unloved. We never felt that God did not have time or make time for us. We may not have always got what we wanted. But I tell you one thing, we had everything we needed. We may not have always was able to go everywhere we wanted, but we had a guy to go wherever it was safe for us to go. 
I remember um, having a wise mom and a wise dad. A mom always taught us that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears down with her hands. I remember when men apostle elect got a little older and we wanted to go out, and my father was at the point, he said, they called my mom Belle. He said, Belle, we can't keep them girls from going out, but we need to make sure they're safe. So to make sure we were safe, whenever me and Cecilia went out, we had to go together and come back together. So my dad and my mom came up with a bright idea. My dad had a car. My mom had a car. To keep us safe, they decided to let us use the car. And we still had a curfew of what time to come in, but if we wanted to stay out late, all we had to do was call and ask, can we stay out a little later? And they did that because what they did was made sure, kept up with us. And they knew that we were going to come back home because we didn't want to lose the privilege of having a car. Because we were teenagers and young adults. Um we didn't have many friends who was able to drive their parents' car. We didn't have many friends that had parents that had cars. So we didn't want to lose our privilege. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because we understood what we had. And even when we didn't understand everything we had, we was not foolish enough to blow the things that we didn't have. Mm, you heard you heard me say that we didn't have. We didn't have parents that didn't love us. Mm. We didn't have parents that didn't understand us. We didn't have parents that did not make time for us. <coughs> Excuse me. We had parents that were smart. We had parents that said, you know what? We're going to cover these girls. So I'm saying this to say, when you sit back and look over your life, when you sit back and think about all that God has done, when you sit back and think about all that God is doing, when you sit back and think about all that God wants to do, all you got to do is just say, God, when I come up to just the year 2022, I'm still thanking you for the things you did in 1960. I'm still thanking you for the things you did in the 1970s. I'm still thanking you for the things you did in the 1980s. I'm still thanking you for the things you did in the 1990s. I remember uh, my sister was in a bad car accident, and they said that um, she she wasn't going to make it. I'm talking about Apostle Elect. She wasn't going to make it. Uh, she wasn't going to walk again. She wasn't this. But my mom had showed us how she said, I heard what you said, but I want to know what God said. I remember having a mom and aunties and cousins and uncles that prayed. I remember seeing my dad sit quietly in the corner. See, back then, men didn't do a whole lot of loud talking. They they either spoke to the wife or they go over to the corner quietly. The men thought that 
it, it was safer to let the mother raise the, the our children, especially if it was a, a girl child. I remember that. I remember just knowing that I could talk to my mom about anything. I remember knowing that when God said, I, if I be for you, I'm more than the world against you. I remember so much growing up. I don't know what you all remember, but I'm going to say this real quick, and then I'm going to ask a possibly like to open the line. I remember that kids growing up, our mom used to tell us about stories out of the Bible because she knew that we didn't think to pick the Bible up, but she always told us to honor God, fear God, and to respect God and his people, respect the house of God. She taught us how to hold our feet in the house of the Lord. I remember those things. So at this time, I'm going to ask anybody if they have anything to share with what they remember about growing up instead of just uh, what you remember about today because everybody got flat screen TVs today and sound systems. We just want to thank God for what he has done. The lines are open. Amen, amen, amen. This is Cecilia. I just want to say the things that I remember is God being a provider, um, providing the meals for us, and our mother be, uh, providing charity and meals for the people in the neighborhood, whether it was biscuits, cornbread, mother pork chops. I mean, I remember God being a God that protected us, whether it was from gunshots, whether it was from um, uh, the fights or whatever. I remember God. Um, being a resurrecting God. He resurrected our mother when they said that she wouldn't um, awake because she was brain dead. And then they resurrected me when they said I was in a coma and I would never walk or uh, wake up again. I would be a vegetable. I remember them doing so many things that uh, they were supposed to be practicing medicine and they would say what couldn't be done but I remember God turning it around. And it wasn't always, as the sun say, late in the midnight hour. I remember God being a resurrecting God, a blessing God, a God of provision, a God of protection. I remember God being that um, Jehovah uh, Jireh. I remember him being that Jehovah Nisi. I remember him being that Jehovah uh, Shalom. I just remember God being God. In all of my life, from the day that I was born until now, that's what I remember. Amen, amen. Thank you, Apostle Elect, for those share of your memories. I thank God for that. Is there anyone else who would like to share with us at this time? Hey, Apostle. I know my Facebook Live keeps trying to go in and out, and um, it's just uh, acting up. The enemy don't want people to remember what God has brought us from. 
he don't want people to share and and be able to say, I know that God has been a good God, that no matter what they say, I know that God has been a good God. God has brought us so far. Is there anyone else who would like to share with us at this time? Okay, well, again, I I just want to say again, when you come up to 2022, if you just go back to 2019, we see how far God has brought us from with the COVID. Those of us that had caught COVID one, two, three times, or maybe even more, those of us that have lost loved ones during COVID, those of us that have lost loved ones just in the year 22, just the fact we were able to just say, God, I thank you for everything you have done. I thank you for everything you have do- you're doing because God don't owe us nothing but to love us. God don't have to explain anything to us. God don't have to hold our hands and walk us through and say, nah, 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 hold on, let me explain. He don't have to do any of that. He said his ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts our thoughts. I read it to you. He said that he is God and there is none like him, none nowhere. I don't care how far you look. I don't care how long you search. I don't care if you do it in the daytime, the nighttime, whatever time. There is none like God. God is such a good God. And when you think of about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for you, your soul should cry out, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for keeping me. I thank you for bringing me out because he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. Just look back over the last year the last two years, last three years, how many people have gone on? We pray and hope we they all went to heaven, and we pray and hope that when it's our turn, we go to heaven. But I'm telling you, if you don't remember nothing, remember this, from the day you were born to this day, you were born for a purpose, and that purpose is to be about the will of God to give him all the glory, the honor, and the praise, to don't be ashamed of him so he won't be ashamed of you. Don't be trying to act like you believe in God sometimes. Treat God like a job. Punch in every day. Mm. Treat him like you want to do overtime. Look for it every day. Treat him like you do when you're going on your lunch breaks, take that time and rest in him. Mm, yes. Treat him like you do when you get your paycheck. Spend that time with him. You know, you get that check and go to spending it. Spend that time with God. Some people, that's how you have to talk to them for them to understand. Don't just treat God like he's just been by. It was just something to do. As apostle, let's say, that it was a good idea. I wrote down some notes that says, I remember all of these things. I remember when we had pay phones. Yes. 
and we had to do collect calls. I remember that. I remember when it was called Illinois Bell and, and the long distance was together. I remember when Chicago was burning because of the assassination of Martin Luther King. I remember going to the public aid health center to get polio shots before we went to school. I remember having to uh, get in the, the line for, like we said earlier, the, the, the cheese and stuff like that. I remember when people couldn't get married, not unless they had to wait three days because they had to take a blood test. Oh, yeah, that once happened. That once was happening in life. I remember the free breakfast and the free lunch in school. I remember the after-school program. I remember we could pray in school. I remember we had school dances. Ah. I remember when the men was glad to wear their pants pulled up, that they was embarrassed to wear it hanging down. I remember when the men dressed with suits and ties on. I remember when the women wore dresses and wore stockings. I remember the A-track tapes, ah, and the, the VCI wasn't a VCI, it was called a Betamax. I remember the floor, when we had our first floor model TV, it was black and white, and it had an antenna, and the remote was up when our daddy or mama would tell us to turn the station. I remember AMF and radio that when Christmas time came, you can tell because for the whole month of December, they would play Christmas music. And as Christmas was approaching, the more Christmas music they played. I remember on Sundays it was dedicated to God that we wouldn't dare walk past the church or act a fool on church ground. We was too scared. And if somebody did, as Apostle Elect said, we would say, oh, God's going to get them. I remember Isabel Joseph Johnson program on TV every Sunday. I remember riding a bus where we had to have tokens and we could get transfers to go from one part to another. I remember the department stores, Woolworth, Goldblatt, Sears, J.C. Penney, Spiegel. I remember when we was going Woolworth, they had a, uh, they call it a food bar. You would sit up there and order your food. They had the best cheeseburgers, the greasy cheeseburgers, and the shakes that you could ever buy. I remember that. I remember that. Believe me, I remember that. I remember when we used to call home on the pay phones and we wanted to stay out late. We had came up with a system that says, uh, when they say, I want to make a collect call, and they said, who is it from? Mama, can I stay late? So the operator would say to the uh, person, that asked the phone, my mom or dad, you have a collect call from Mama, can I stay a little later? And they would either say, uh, no, come on, uh, no, uh, 30 minutes or something like that, you would get the message if you could or you couldn't. I remember how we had to communicate because our parents did not have everything we wanted but they had everything we needed. I thank God for Minister Margot reminding me it was just two generations ago that we was able to live with the invention of having the black and white TV in our home as black people. I thank God for her reminding me that we 
were born blessed. And we had parents that wanted to bless us. On purpose, they blessed us. I want you all to remember our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you all to remember that we will be here Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Standard, Eastern Standard Time, with our very own apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Margot McCord, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Carvon Merritt. I want you all to come back next Monday, which will be the first Monday of the new year. Our speaker is Dr. Serena Wright at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, we're leaving 22, knowing that God is God and there's none other like him. We're leaving 22 knowing that when we need to, have to, going to, we're going to bless God at all times. Let his praises continually come out of our mouth. Let us continue to thank God for everything he's done. Because one thing it is, God don't have to do anything for us. God wants to. Now, the next thing is, what do we want to do about it? So, again, we thank you all for joining us. I pray that everybody is have a blessed new year. I pray that everybody get what they're asking God for, and I pray that everybody get a relationship with God. Please repent. Give your heart. Give your mind. Give your soul. Give your life over to the Lord, Jesus Christ. Do this for the new year and watch what God do. I tell you, it, it may look like it's the 11th hour because it's the day before New Year's Eve, but it, if you give God your life, you won't regret it. So we want to just pray that everything goes in your favor and that God hears your prayer. But if he don't seem like he's listening to you now, put it like this, if you don't feel like he's listening to you now, just keep praying. He may not come when you need him, but he's always on time. So with that being said, we want to say good night. We love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Amen.